0: Hello and welcome back to Keep Calm and Carry On. How are you guys doing this week? Well, you know what? We're not doing too bad, are we? We're well into the lockdown and, uh, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm hoping come December 3rd, we're all going to be allowed to go and at least do some Christmas shopping and get out there and get a bit festive. Oh, and if I haven't told you this already, I have a Christmas single coming out. So uh, hopefully at the end of this month, you'll be able to hear my little Christmas tune and that might brighten you guys' day too. Okay, so coming up this week... Um, another friend of mine, another incredible talent. She came onto our screens years ago in, uh, on Pop Idol and did amazing things and she's gone on to have such an incredible career. She's been on our West End stage playing Whitney Houston and lots more and I can't wait for you to hear this chat. Please welcome the gorgeous Zoe Birkin. Zoe I'm so excited to have you on the podcast finally. I mean, you know, it's been a bit of a crazy year, but I'm so excited to to see you. I've sufficiently stalked you on Instagram, as we all have, <laughs> and I know you're a fellow fitness geek like I am. So we'll talk yeah. for much about that. And I've got so yeah. much to talk to you about.
1: But thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm all right, you know. So surviving. I think that's that's the, the the key thing that we're all having to do is, is survive, and our kind of natural surviving instincts kick in. And I've been. I've had so many lovely moments. There's, there's definitely moments where I've been thankful for lockdown, yeah. um, for sure. But it's just been it's been a roller coaster. But today I'm great, and I'm just trying to stay as positive as possible, like everybody else.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, like I say, I have to talk about Instagram because it's how we all kind of stalk each other and it's, you're so positive and you're so, especially in a time like now with what's happening with our industry, you've, you're such a ray of sunshine and bright and positivity. It's so brilliant. I mean, is it, is it, do you, is it, I feel like it's just natural and you just post what you want to post, but is it, is there kind of intention behind it or, or is what we see what, you know, what you're like daily?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my blessing, my, my fiance is—he's got a, a quote that he loves to use, which is, do, "Do you ever take the batteries out?" Like, ever? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like sorry. Yeah, um, no. I never. I mean, I'm I'm generally a very very happy person. Daily, um, if something happens which you know makes me sad or you know whatever, I, I I'm I generally dust it off. I think I come from a, a very northern, happy, positive, go-getting background. um, very good work ethic of just try hard try hard every day you know when you wake up make sure you're doing something positive with your day yeah um and it's kind of carved the person that 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 I've become and you know with so much going on like you say with social media which can I think can affect a lot of people's mental health Mm. I'm very happy for them roots that I do have from my family um because I've never touched wood I've never kind of um suffered from depression or like a a form of anxiety or, or anything like that just due to, I, I think, my, my upbringing from my per- parents, which has been very much dust off, get up, try again. Get on and, with and it. And I mean, that's daily. That's, yeah. that's daily. Um, You know, my mum growing up had so many different jobs, same as my dad, just to make sure there was food going on the table, make sure that I was dancing, doing my lessons, doing my singing lessons. Um, so that's kind of all I know is just to make sure you you try. Always yeah. try and just and stay positive. And, and not only that, as well, as I've grown older, I've learned that although this is such a wonderful industry to be in and it's it's something that I'm grateful that I get to call it my job it's something that I love to do um it isn't the be all and end all of everything when I come home at night that's yeah. what I need to kind of just keep on that path because when you're doing as you know eight shows a week and you're like oh I'm tired my voice can I do another the show yeah. it isn't the be all and end all no. life goes on for everybody life has to carry on um and especially since becoming a mother, that's kind of yeah. really kicked that in for me as well, to be like, come on, Zoe, like, you know, don't be too hard on yourself, girl. You can do it. You're human as well, just remembering that we're all human. Yeah. Um, and just to get up and try, but Instagram, Kerry, is so funny because last <laughs> year, the beginning of last year, I wasn't very active on social media at all as far as Instagram. I was more of like a Facebook Twitter mm-hmm. kind of person. Um and then I did a random a random show in India, funny enough, and I, I'll never forget there was a girl who was constantly on there, and she was doing all the stories, and I was like, wow, like is this how you spend your day? Because t- to me, it looked like a lot, and it's I was awesome, like, this, this yeah. is a lot to me, and how are you getting this time with your family, Yeah, are you getting affected, and all these things, and um, and I became really good friends with her, and she's now a really well-known blogger, and, and she said, just choose a day where you kind of get it all out of the way, really, Um You don't have to be on there active every day. Mm. Just create content that you can put out throughout a couple of days. And I love that. So if I'm ever doing something, maybe I'll do it all on a Monday or I'll do it all on a Wednesday or or whatever. It doesn't have to necessarily be every day. Um, But as well, I think the industry that we are in that is completely evolving and and changing. Mm. Some of it, I feel not really for the better, to to be completely honest. Um, You either get on board with this or you're left behind and that's something again last year that I had to accept after speaking to the to manager who I was with she was like you're not very active on your stories I'll never forget you're not very active on your stories <laughs> your socials and like, <laughs> yeah and, so, and I was like who wants me watch me make eggs like who because I don't without you know swearing I don't give a re- yeah. about watching someone make eggs like I really don't and she was like you'd be very surprised how many people are quite nosy you know quite nibby yeah and I was like are they and then and then that's kind of how it started and I find I get a lot more interaction from my stories than I kind of do my grid posts. Yeah, so.
0: I do too. And it's it, it, kind of flawed. Yeah, I, I also think, like personally, I think people, and I think for your peers, I mean, especially, you know, me, for my friends as such, you know, like I, I looked at, you know we both know lovely louise deerman she was doing a show mm-hmm. the other night and you, it, you you I feel like I don't miss out as much because if someone's posting you go oh I can go and check that out and you just feel a little bit kept in the loop which is great but yeah, yeah i it does come with it comes with a pressure to do it as well which i think is is hard and it comes with its negatives i guess
1: yeah it it does i mean for me as as, as well i think having a little girl it's something so many people say to me all the time, which is lovely. It's, it's it's ever so flattering, you know, to have a, a beautiful, kind, loving child. Because she's she's, she's, ever she's so gorgeous. Yeah. She so looks like a little feminine. model
0: too. She's just gorgeous.
1: <laughs> well, this is the thing. Everyone says to me, "Why don't you get her into modelling? And I'll be honest, I couldn't think of anything worse. And that's just that's just my opinion. And this is an industry that I have chosen to do, and but I don't necessarily want her to get into it. Yeah. Um, because things, I'm from a different era where it was a lot of talent and you really had to grind and there wasn't social media to kind of put yourself out there it was sending your cds off to record labels it was yeah. doing all that back in the day and I think this industry of you know um I take my hat off to them because there's a lot of money to make, be made as far as the love islanders and people but I I never wanted to get into that side of it where it's kind of that's where your life needs to go to be uh successful because to me that, that that kind of isn't um and so with having a little girl, although I do put her on my social media absolutely, it's it's hard not to. Mm. I don't want her to kind of get into modelling. I, I almost don't want to push her into um, the industry at all, unless she becomes of age and she goes, Mummy, you know, I, I want to sing or I want to do acting or whatever. Then it's like, OK, well, we need to go back to the drawing board and we need to start learning instruments and yeah, it like down. Yeah. Because if you think you're going to get a, a quick foot in the door, that's not going to, that's not how it goes. And mm. I'm just not really a fan of how the industry is moving kind of towards the um, the social side of things but yeah. you kind of have to be
0: on board with it really it's hard isn't it i think it's really hard to yeah. accept as well especially when like someone like yourself as i did we we trained we grafted we did all those mm-hmm. early jobs we we yeah. we did our you know we put the effort in and then yeah and then it can come down to if how many followers you have, how much Absolutely. interaction you have for a job, and I think that's it's it's a, it's a tough time. It's a sad time, yeah. and it's it you like you say you have to get on board, or you you know, or you don't, or you kind of get left behind. Oh, you don't. It's yeah. hard. It is hard. But um, I want to kind of go right back to the start, really, because uh-huh. I could chat to you all day about you know current oh, stuff. Go on. Um, yeah. But just f- I guess for listeners, because I know a lot of like young. Um, you know aspiring theatre people listen to this and I and it's nice for them to hear early journeys of people and you know I I can't not talk about Pop Idol because it happened so early for you and you were Mm -hmm. so young and Mm -hmm. like prior to that I mean you must have still been at school had you been like doing like local dance training what what was what was going on early years
1: so people kind of see my journey i guess from public eye side of things from pop idol yeah but yeah. i mean there was a lot going on before i mean uh originally i started off as, as a dancer all i wanted to do was be a and dancer for britney spears like that was the dream i <laughs> love that I know. and who doesn't who yeah, still doesn't I just to be a dancer. <laughs> exactly right so i started off um doing lots of wow pretty much everything gymnastics uh acro hip-hop commercial um and then I had a major hip operation. So basically, my hip, my left hip, came out of the socket, and I uh, had pins put in my left hip. This is hence later on in the conversation why I have to do the gym so much. It's to do with the muscle. Wow. Um, and so from that moment, my surgeon was like, all the dancing. I mean, I was a championship dancer, winning everything up and down the country at that time, when I was around about eleven and twelve. Um, he was like, you'll never really be able to compete again be the kind of athlete as such as uh, in the industry as much as you want to do that's and so I was like, hard from such a oh, young age that's crushed. that's
0: massive that's yeah, how did I you mean, cope
1: with that it was just it was it was crushing for me because again i hadn't even found my voice i didn't really know that i could sing i i went to dance i went stage coach on a weekend so i was dancing and singing and doing drama but again as soon as i got into dance i was like bam this is what i want to do yeah so having you know my, my surgeon say that to me at the time it was I, my, my dreams were crushed it oh was it was God. just yeah it was a it was a horrible time but again um my mum was the one who used to take me singing my mum used to be like yeah but i think i think you're actually a better singer all so. and i'm like no i want to dance with britney spears like you don't get it <laughs> um so, did
0: your mum sing did your mum have any musical so my, yeah, history my
1: my mum growing up is uh was a Tina Turner impersonator which Brilliant. is kind of where I guess get some of my sound from, I've got like a soul rock voice, and it's all really mm. because of my mom. And and my dad is basically, bless him, a, a white man trapped in a, in a black soul man's body. He's obsessed <laughs> with soul music. He, my dad, if you were ever at some sort of pub quiz or anything, you would have him on your team. He's a genius with music. He used to sit and like read the Guinness Book of Records and, on music for fun. Like, he's obsessed with soul music, my dad. Wow. So my mom and him, that's how they got together with their, with their love of, of soul music, really um and my mom used to do yeah he used to sing Tina Turner a lot wow um, and I'd always listen to her sing but again in my heart was, was was dancing um but after after my op I just thought I'm still you know he didn't say never say never mm. but I'm maybe not going to be dancing the British speakers, but there's other things that I that I do enjoy so my mom started bless her um taking me. my dad moved to Australia and my 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 mom um used to work all of the hours god sends just to she didn't even drive a car we used to get like four buses i was living in darling at the time we used to get four buses to middlesbrough to have private singing lessons and four four back wow and she'd do anything just to to try and help me fall in love with something else and i was doing piano at the time and then i just really fell in love with singing and i was like oh i've actually really enjoyed it i'm getting the same feeling that i got from dance This this is great um so I really fell in love with, with singing and acting as well. And dancing kind of became on the back burner, but I still really wanted to be part of that. So even like to these to this day, like last year on Rock of Ages, my character Justice is kind of just meant to sing and belt your face off and me, <laughs> I need to dance. Like, I need to dance. I have to be able to push myself. Like Whatever the ensemble are doing behind me, like Let me make do me it do it, it as well. <laughs> like, make me do it. I really want to do it. And he was like, okay. Um, and so I started singing and... I did, like, lots of Stars on the Rise back in the day. I did uh, yeah. as Janet Jackson on Stars on the Rise. Oh, um, my God. I know, it's mad. And I did loads of kind of local talent competitions, and I was getting kind of a bit of a local name around that time when I was, like, 13, 14. Um, and then I would say my my big kind of first bit, bit of a break was um, Tony Blair was prime minister at the time. And he came to my school to open it into a music college at the time. Mm. Um, and my music teacher was like, will you, will you just sing a song? And I was like, oh God, okay. like." I <laughs> so I can't, I can't even remember, I'll be honest, Kerry, I can't remember what I sang. But I sang the song, he cut the ribbon, bye, thanks Tony, amazing, met Sherry, lovely. About two weeks later, I got a letter from Tony Blair to the school to say, my son Leo is getting christened and whoever sang this song at the, the school, we really want her to come and sing for our son's wow. christening. And I was like, what this is insane <laughs> this is crazy like the prime minister wants me to sing it his son's christening okay this is great so all the school behind it and i'll be honest the school that i went to was so supportive i mean bless them i was never there i was always kind of doing mymt doing or yeah. doing so, something else i was never there uh, and it was so supportive um my school and and i went and sang the song i had the song written for me called the christening by a writer and, and I got up on this kind of podium when, you know, baby was getting his head christened and, and I sung this song and then the kind of Bill Clinton was there and there was helicopters everywhere. And I remember, oh this my is, God. it was crazy. I think I was 14. Yeah, I was 14. But I remember my dad was standing outside, bless him. And my mom and dad have traveled all over the world for me, bless them, to, to come and support. And yeah. my dad was stood outside of like, um, where all the security was and there was barriers because there was fans. Because it was in Sedgefield, it was up north where the christening was. So it was a big deal for the, for the north. Mm. And I and I came and sang this song and I was in a masculine uniform and my dad was like so hey through the barriers and I was like dad I was like I can hear my I can hear my dad to someone and security was like he's over there I was like dad and he handed me this this card and, I, and he was like you've well done because obviously I was on the telly and stuff mm-hmm. and it was great local and I got on the back I get back on the school bus because the, the, the school provided me like a little mini bus and I opened this card and my dad had got me Britney Spears tickets. And that was like the best day of my life. Not because I took Tony 20 to play, because I was going to see Britney Spears. <laughs> and I got back to school. I had to go back to school, like straight after singing. And everyone was like, how was it? And I was like, I'm going to see Britney Spears. Oh, like, this is amazing. Wow. And it, everything from there, Carrie kind of just kind of snowballed. I auditioned for s 7. I was too young. I auditioned for s Juniors. I was too old at the time. Um, and then I don't know whether you remember the stage newspaper. Yes, of back course, in the day. Yeah. Um, every Thursday, WH Smith, 9 o'clock, I'd be down there before I jumped on my school bus. Sorry, it wasn't 9 o'clock, it was about 8 o'clock before I jumped on my school bus and I'd wait to buy this stage newspaper. I'd go to school, come home, and me and my mum would sit in circle, all the things, like the little auditions. Yeah. And, and then Pop Idol was in there. Um, and then my mum saw it on also on a TV, like a GMTV, Good Morning Britain thing back then. And she she actually applied for me. I had no idea. She applied. Um, and the next thing I know, me and my dreadlocks are off to Manchester. Wow. <laughs> and, got, and it went from there. So it's been it's been a mad old ride. But it, but again, you know, I, I I played piano. I went to private singing lessons. I was dancing. I was a stage coach, NYMT and stuff. And so I was hoping to always be within this industry. It wasn't just something that happened overnight. Yeah, of course. And so do you think when
0: Pop Outdoor happened, I mean, although you were... Extremely young to to have such exposure, you know, and it was massive. You know, it was very. Was it? The, were you on the first series? Or yeah, yeah, first, and, yeah. So it was big. It was a new thing. Everybody's, yeah. you know, Saturday Night Television. Suddenly, your household name at, at sixteen. You know, you it's yeah. young. And do you think just because you'd done your bit of training, you'd been doing all the NYMT, you, you 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 felt a bit ready, or would you think it was yeah. still too young?
1: I was definitely ready. I was definitely ready. You looked um, ready.
0: I remember watching.
1: <laughs> I was I was definitely ready. And I think one thing that now as an adult that, that I look back on, I, I'm so pleased I did it when I did. Yeah. Um, because I think there was also a little bit of you know naivety when you're that age. Yeah. You take everything in and you're a sponge. And I was like, I love it, just it was new for everybody. It was new for ITV, it was new for all the record labels involved, for Simon Fuller, the um our manager. Um, and new for us There was nothing that had never been done done before. So Worldwide, it was played everywhere. Like, I'll never forget, I performed at the Royal Albert Hall with uh, Kelly Clarkson, and she was like, Zoe Birkin! And I was like, Kelly Clarkson? Oh, like my she God. was Because when every series that was done throughout the world, so America, South Africa, all yeah, over, they yeah. had to watch the original series, which is our series, as an example of what was going to happen to them.
0: Wow. So they
1: followed, like, she followed my whole, like, you know, however long six months through the, through this journey and she was like just sat with me chatting and i was like this is Kelly parkson like i'm i'm gagging off her and she's her. gagging over me and, and I don't know, this is insane um but because it was new one thing i do always say which i've got lots of friends from reality tv now who, who do it kind of these days i've noticed that the, the treatment isn't uh the same so Again, because we were the first, and you know, myself and Gareth were underage. We, we were sixteen; he was seventeen. Um, we were tread so well, Carrie. Yeah. We you were very well looked after. We had very good record deals back in the day. Um, you know, we had to, you know, my mum was able to give up work in the north, and she came and looked after me, and lived with me for quite quite, quite a while, just to make sure that I was always all right. Because I had to move as soon as you know, Pop Idol happened. I moved to London. Yeah, and from a girl from the north. It was such a big deal, you know, yeah. to go to London. It was like oh, she's going to London. It was yeah, it was course. crazy. Um, but because it was new for everybody, it was again we were looked after. I was you know never left alone. Um, I had my own PA, and it was just it was a wonderful experience. And again, you know, back then there was money to be made. That that yeah. that helps. I hear stories now of things, and you know, people kind of will do it for free really because they they because of exposure and because of social media and, mm-hmm. and whatever. But Back then you know you had to really earn your stripes yeah as well um to be part of it and it was just it was wonderful and i think because i was 16 and because we were so well guarded like we, we there was no social media back then you got to mental no, as well of of course we there was wasn't. no facebook no twitter no nothing so if anyone ever had an opinion on us it was usually if someone said it to me really it wasn't no one could find me online and be of like course, i don't like yeah. what you sang this week you know what you sang was rubbish. That would never happen. So I was just surrounded by a lovely load of people who just encouraged me constantly and just yeah. wanted me to do well. Um, and because of our rage, we were kept away from newspapers. Myself and Gareth didn't see That's a newspaper great. at all. Whenever we were in headlines or anything, it was very weird for us because me and Gareth were so close and Will as well, we'd go to the theatre kind of in, in the middle of the week and the big paparazzi, I'll never forget, Taboo was my favourite musical Aww. during that time when I was 16. Yeah. I was... This is a crazy story, but I'm like really obsessed with John Partridge, like obsessed with him. And oh, he's aware I of this,
0: love John. Right? He's I know.
1: Lovely. He's very, he's very aware of this because I did Priscilla with his husband. Later, like years later, yeah, John. yeah. And I'll never forget. We were shooting the wings. He's like, oh, because my, my my husband Johnny's been in Taboo, and, and I was like, oh, who's, who's your husband? And he was like, John Partridge. And I was like, oh. so basically, <laughs> where I did the, where like, did that come from then? Where did where, <laughs> that's random? Well,
0: oh, Saigon yeah. probably was it. Cats. Oh, cats, of course.
1: So cats course. to me as a child was like everything.
0: Oh my it God. Was
1: everything. Yeah. I like, I'm from a, a, you know, a council estate, Kerry, And you know, it, I'd be at home with my mom and I'd be like doing things like doing Jellicoe Ball in the <laughs> middle of the living room and stuff far. <laughs> she was like on her way to work. And I was just mesmerized by John Partridge like the, the whole time. And oh, then, he's fantastic and, in it. And then he did Notre Dame. Yes.
0: Uh, and...
1: I was like, he's in this as well. So again, I just became a <laughs> hardcore John Partridge fan. And then Taboo happened. And honestly, I think because the height of Pop Idol at the time, Boy George was just obsessed, by him, with me and Gareth. And he just used to give us tickets. So we, sometimes I'd go four times a week just wow. to go and see John play Marilyn, because I was like obsessed. <laughs> and then when I finally met him uh, at the open night of Priscilla, I was just like, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, no idea. Like, you are my whole background of musical theatre to me. Like, no idea. And then because of that, he invited me to his wedding and I was like, this is too oh. much. <laughs> this is too much. But it's, so, so from John, but so Taboo, that night at Taboo, one night, there was loads of paparazzi and stuff there and it was just like, "What? what is this? Because I'd had no kind of prep for it or mm. and me and Gav were just like wandering the streets and there's people following us and it was just, it was an odd time. It was a very odd time and like, We used to even, I don't know whether it happens anymore, but we used to even get kind of police escorted from venue to venue on tour. Mm -hmm. And it was just it was it was crazy times, but I'm just so happy that I I experienced them when I did because as I've got older people always say, would you do it now? And I'm like, no.
0: Yeah, yeah. No. Ah, oh, we'll be right back with Zoe in just a moment. But if you are enjoying the episodes, please hit subscribe because then you can listen to the rest of them and not have to worry about it. Also, we have a bunch of other episodes that you may have missed and you want to catch up on. Lots of fantastic chats and uh, lots of great people. So make sure you check them out. And we'd love to hear from you. So leave us a review because we love hearing what you, uh, what you like about the podcast. Um, so please hit subscribe and review. That would be awesome. Also, if you want to check out any of my little merchandise, go to my website, ellis.com. I've still got a few albums left of my Feels Like Home, which is still only available on my website. So if you want one, grab one fast, because they are going. Good Christmas present, maybe. Okay, back to Zoe. I mean, was it coming out of it? I mean, what happened coming out of it? Did, did you go on, you went on to have a deal, didn't you? And, and, and release the yeah. music. But was it, was it? As I think it's pretty tough now for like any other reality people that ha- have mm-hmm. this massive thrust into the public eye, and you know, yeah. it, it's massive adoration. And then suddenly mm-hmm. the show's over, and it's game over. And Absolutely. yes, you might pick something up, but it's it's brutal. Whereas, yeah, I mean, how and it's, you were so young. How did how mm-hmm. did that happen for you? Was it okay?
1: Yeah, I mean, luckily, uh, th- this is why I need to change my Wikipedia. Wikipedia's actually got dropped and went back to school, and I was like, "What? None of that even oh, happened." Oh, I didn't so- see that. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so I stayed with ni- so 19 Management Simon Fuller, like the biggest management company in the world, and and it was uh, incredible to be part of that team, mm. to um, have that support, to be working and-, and writing with you know the likes of Cathy Dennis, who was just an incredible writer, like wrote everything in Toxic and Gary Barlow, and it was, it was a wonderful period. And but after about five years, so for me. I always feel that they never got got me. Yeah. And basically, I, I released a record, Treat Me Like a Lady, which did really well. It was number 11, and I was everywhere, you know, did all the, the tours and see the UKs and Top of the Pops. But it was a pop song. And throughout the whole weeks of, of Pop Idol, all of my fan base was, was me basically singing Whitney Houston or Aretha Franklin. Yeah, that was kind yeah. of my, my rep the course. whole 10 weeks. So then for me to release this record, which back then was very... Um, Carly Minogue, Danny Minogue was out on the charts. It was like kind of, but the needle on it everything was like very back then, yeah, throat yeah, and very yeah. very thin. Yeah, yeah. And
0: yeah. I remember
1: going to, the, I remember going to the studio and the producers just being like, "Can you just give it at least ten percent of that? Like, I don't, they didn't want me to sing out." And I was like, yeah, "What yeah. are you doing? Like, this is yeah. not my sound at all." And so we, after about four years of getting an album together, it was an album that I just really, really wasn't happy with. There were so many great tracks, but again, my voice wasn't right. They, it was just wasn't me singing. Um, and I just, I'll never forget one day I just said to my mum, I just, I just don't want to, I don't want to do anymore. I just don't want to be signed anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm unhappy. I'm not performing. I think when you get signed as well, you spend a lot of time in the studio, but from being a kid who always was dancing or performing, Mm. the majority of my years, I didn't actually hardly perform that much at all. A lot of the time I was in the studio and I was like, this is not what I'm doing it for. Yeah. So I went, I went to Simon and I just said, I think that, you know it's time It's time for me to go. Um, unless we can rechat chat about me doing something else or so. what happened was he dangled bless him a little carrot and they, was, they were so lovely at 19 he said Get, Get Happy was a song that you did on Pop Idol mm-hmm. Big Band Week and it, it you know, apparently the, the viewings were if that week was the final I would have won because apparently I got the most votes that week yeah. he said we need to take you down the Big Band route I was like brilliant let's right. go so we did that we re- released Get Happy and that kind of Overshadows my my pop single, which is great. A lot of people associate me with Get Happy Now, which is lovely, and that went. We did an album that went uh, number one, triple platinum, and that was lovely. But again, after about two years, I was like, I'm still not. This is not right. It's I'm not, not. You're not satisfied. You're not it's me. not doing yeah. you. Yeah. And again, I was changing as, as a young girl. I'd gone to be signed at 16, and then I was like 20, and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is not. I'm, I'm not where I want to be. So again, we, we had another meeting, and I just said I'm I'm ready to go. And he was so lovely. He said I totally understand, absolutely. By then, there was American Idol out, there was Pop Idol two yeah. came out. Yeah. He signed the Beck he signed the Beckhams, and you become something on on the shelf. You know, of I course. wasn't getting the treatment that I and I said instead of us getting to a place down the line where in three years' time you drop me or you know I'm unhappy, let's leave on a high. I yeah, love this yeah. experience, but I, I'm ready to do something else. And he was so lovely, and he let me go. And it was and it was brilliant. Um, and then literally within about three months, it's crazy. I went to Pineapple to do a dance class. Mm-hmm. And Debbie O'Brien was casting something. Wow. And she came out and she said, Zoe, Birkett? And I said, Yeah. And she said, I've been trying to get hold of you for about two years for sure. And I was like, Have you? And she said, Yeah. And I said, but the thing is with management they don't ever tell you what comes in really no when, they, no. when they're on that scale because yeah. they, they don't want you to do it or whatever of and course she's gonna be I, I really really want you for this show and i was like, she was like who's looking at you and i said like, nobody like mm. no one i've left them i'm by myself starting again she's like okay um and she basically we, i did what a feeling which was my, my first yes. um tour mm. with uh sunita and Noel sullivan and john boyden who's lovely yeah no, and it no. was just such a yeah it was such a lovely and I think because Noah's like, like my brother now because he was already doing theater because he had his so he yeah. was kind of a, he was like a couple of years ahead of me similar experiences me you, he, yeah he got me an agent he helped me like the do's and don'ts and it was he really helped me earlier on in my, in my kind of professional theater career as um as to what to do from there because he's yeah. already experienced it and I'm always thankful to, to him for that um And it kind of just went from there, really. Was (laughs) theatre? Was theatre? Was it? Did you kind of go
0: for it on purpose, or was it kind of something like you know you met Debbie O'Brien? It was circumstantial. You met Debbie O'Brien, and you were like, "Oh, okay. Well, let's give this a go." Or was theatre always in the mind? Was it always kind of something you wanted?
1: Always. I mean, I think being being a kid back then, I was always studying theatre. and I was doing um, the NYMT, the uh, yeah, Angela Weber. Youth music actually youth music theatre. Yeah, so, um, I was doing loads of theatre performances up and down the country. Absolutely loved it. Thrived on life of live performance. It's it's who it's who I am as a person, and this yeah. this whole lockdown situation is is hard for me because yes, w- when I speak to I see so many singers, and they're always like, oh, like in the wings, do, do you ever get nervous? No. When I walk out, there's something I don't know. Maybe I'm one of the lucky ones. I love being on stage. Like, mm. I love it, Kerry. I love it. And, and it's hard it's more... right
0: now, isn't it? Because we can't oh, it's do just it. A killer. It feels yeah, it's like just, a it's just, it's just
1: a killer.
0: Real lost, um, isn't
1: it? Yeah. But it was all but it was always there. It was always definitely in, in, in my blood. I'd always I'd done all my lambda exams and stuff um g- growing up. And I again I think this industry is 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 lovely because you can go on a journey, and you can fork off for a little while. You can mm. do a bit of that. You can do a bit of that. I did a lot of presenting over the years for Top of the Pops. Um, I done some stuff for Ant and Dec for their Saturday Night Takeaway, and you can ha- you can try different things. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is always, I think, nice. I, I, I don't. I hate if people ever ever box me mm. because I love to I love to challenge myself all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um. But what I am thankful for is that I've just had longevity from being f- f- from a reality TV show. I think yeah. that's the thing that I wake up and I and I think. I'm so thankful that um, I'm still here because a lot of people who have done reality TV have just they've they've gone or they've it's been too difficult to maintain or it's, yeah, um, and I I always just feel very very blessed that that I do I'm still here I and you twenty years next year you,
0: oh. you've done some incredible things though and some of the musicals you've done have been unbelievable and I mean Bodyguard has to be. One of the, I mean, the the most probably challenging and probably Mm. one of the most rewarding roles. And Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I, and again, I watched. You know, you. I think I was touring at the same time, and I would see your picture pop up outside the 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 theaters that I was touring into. It was, (laughs) it's lovely. I love that. And that kind of must have been your just dream role because it was it was all the songs you wanted to sing. You were dancing. You were singing. You were on stage. I mean, did you ever have a have a moment of because eight shows is a, is a different dynamic. It's it's tough. It's like mm-hmm. it's hard, you know, especially yeah, a, a, right. a role like that to sing. You know, a lot. Did, have uh-huh. you ever had any time where where you know your voice has just gone nah? Or have you ever had any times when it's been like it's, I need to stop for a minute?
1: Yeah, I think that have caught naturally I think you you know your, your voice gets tired. But I think um one thing I've definitely learned to do. Um, in within the last twenty years, whether it's been on you know doing arenas or whatever, I've been a like, good evening, and it's just learning to control it and place it yeah, in yeah. places, yeah, and underst- understanding my voice and listening to my body. One thing I'll I'll be honest that I used to do very early on is I was qu- I'm quite a p- people pleaser, and I used to be like I'll do all the shows and I'll do all that and I'll do all the press, and and I used to get really upset with myself, really take it up if if I couldn't do the yes. show I was tired. And I just got to, a, to to a stage where I was like, I'm bloody human, and that is just okay. Like, there's a reason why there's a fantastic you're ready to go. Like, let them have their moment as well. Like, but allow that.
0: Don't you think that ta- that takes that takes time? I mean, that I think that comes Absolutely. with age. I mean, for me, that's yeah. definitely been something that has taken a long, long time. Probably only wicked days, really, where I've gone. It's so it's it's better if I'm not well to step yeah. away and let somebody who's ready and. Healthy and brilliant yes. to do the and to to make the best that the show can be that night. You mm-hmm. know, it's but it takes yeah. time to be okay with that, and it's a, yeah, it's not an easy thing. I think people do struggle with with the whole understudy situation because it's mm-hmm. it's hard, it's difficult. I think
1: I think as well, some of it, without being horrible, but t- t- truth, it depends who your understudy is as well, because it does. I'll never forget. <laughs> I was doing, I was doing a show one time. I'll never forget, and I was like, oh, she she came to me and said. um I really need to go on tomorrow. And I was like, right. I said, I'm totally healthy and obviously... Which is kind you know, of a I bit
0: un-theatrical. Un, un, it's, un- it's very awkward, yeah. isn't it? It's not done. Very awkward. It's not the done and I, thing. I, and
1: being like Northern and wanting to get on with everyone as well, I, I'm always there for anyone, whether no matter who you are. So within the cast, I'm, I'm always trying to be the person who kind of keeps, keeps the peace, get everyone together. Yeah. And some, sometimes that can be bad because then sometimes people can try and take the michael and i'm like no 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 no. just because mm-hmm. i'm nice I don't get it twisted so she, yeah, she yeah. came to me and she's and she was like i really need to be on tomorrow and i said okay wh- 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 why basically she told her parents that she was a full-time lead and that she was on on the flyers like, <gasps> but it's my face outside the theater and i was like but I, how are you going to explain the fact that i'm actually on the flyers and she was like i don't know how i'm going to get around it i'll try and rush them in backstage and get them to the seat and i was like can i go on tomorrow and i was like like no <laughs> wow
0: no well that's your, that, that's not your job though your job is to that, be there and do it and that's exactly and the I was gig. Like,
1: it's, it's a real it's a real awkward thing because I do know some people who are like oh just who would have let her have that moment and it wasn't about me not wanting to have it but at the same time i was actually in my local town at the time i was like people are actually paid to come and see me so if i'm not there as well it's bad on me because yeah, people course. who supported me over the years are going to see me and it was ever so i was in a, in, a, in a pantomime years ago and it was ever so awkward and i was like this is really awkward and i said like, i'm really sorry <laughs> you're just gonna have to figure that one out because yeah <laughs> it's tough, but i'm not that. precious you know if i'm ill Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm not, and I'm the I'm the first to send the girl a message as a heads up like the night before yeah. on the morning so she can prep because you know the parts that that we do are never going to be easy so I'm to try, try and give someone as much prep as as they can to be like okay <laughs> I've got to start doing that I've got to start doing a humming or whatever yeah um, and it's. Yeah, but I always find it very, very, very awkward if someone kind of wants (laughs) wants to get on, and you're like, "Mm, "Oh, it's a funny situation." It really is. Have you ever had a
0: role that you've that you kind of you got, you thought you wanted, and then it was a very different situation, or that you haven't quite enjoyed as much for any reason? Uh, no, sometimes it sometimes well, yes. it can be down to cast, can't it? I think it's massively about who you're with, who you yeah. who your surrounding people are and and they make such a big difference. So then I mean, you can have do. the time of your they life, do. you become that unconventional family for for Yeah for that period of time and then do you have any time like I remember speaking to uh Kimberly Walsh in season one about this and about when you finish a show and it's Mm -hmm. like you're thrown together with these people and you become like family and then suddenly you're ripped apart from them and then that's like that that loss that kind of mourning period do you go through that or are you pretty cool with that?
1: Now, now I'm actually all right. My first theatre <laughs> job, I was really like crying in the I was a mess, and, and I, I, don't get me wrong, I still do team. I did last year in Rock of Ages because we were very, very lucky. Everybody was lovely, oh, and that was like Ages it was, was brilliant. Great. So it was it was a good year. It was a really good year because everyone just really, just got on with it. Um, but i think now and it sometimes it sounds like really ruthless and heartless i don't like to be in the whatsapp groups i don't do yeah, that I and don't it's either. not because it's not because i don't want to be part of it you you best believe if there's you know if we're going to go up a bunch i'll be there but i'm a bit of a nana carry so i do the job and i go home i yeah, don't really I go do. out um i don't, I don't think do you can when you do you those can't. big
0: roles you you as much yeah. as you want to be social you can't because you can't yeah. get up and do the role again and especially yeah. you know suddenly when you have other I, you're a mom, you know. You have others, other other yeah. other things that you have to concentrate on. It becomes comes yeah. pretty
1: pretty tough. The first um, day of a rehearsal, I'm always like. I mean, I've admittedly, I am in the Rock of Ages one because that that one they're not they don't they don't ping it off all the time. But I was in a show and it was like you know the dancers are out till three or four in the morning and they're oh, like, Wait, yeah. ping yeah. ping ping," and I was like, "Guys!" So from literally any show that I do now, day one, I'm like, "Listen, there's a WhatsApp group and I won't be in it." Yeah, just like. I love you all it's all great and it's, I'm not being a bitch but I've got a child and oh, I need sleep you so. wait till the
0: school ones start the school yeah. the parent whatsapps I mean they're they're harder Is than there? A, and, oh wait for it I mean so oh, you've, got no, okay. you've got it all to come you got it all to come talk to me about Big Brother because that came a bit later you know you've done a mm-hmm. t- bunch of other stuff and yeah y- y- that, I mean, I would love to go in the jungle, get me in the jungle, get me on Strictly, get me on any of those. But Big Brother freaks me out. And I think because I remember mm-hmm. going on one of the, uh, I was on one of the Big Brother, Little Brothers one year and the I boss, kind of, yeah. yeah, and walked around the back and had a look in the house and it it freaked me out. But how was it? I mean, how
1: is, how did that come around? So, that was like, I'll always forever, when I talk about Big Brother, I'll always forever be thankful for that um, moment in my life if i been being completely honest because it did actually change my life and not for in a career way at all didn't do anything it just stayed the same um, but pre, pre big brother um, I was actually I just started um, dating who, who the guy I'm with now um, and I didn't ever see myself getting married I had conversations with my family about children I said I'm not really I uh, don't really never thought of myself as having children having a family um, and I remember having that conversation with my family. It was, it's them wanting to be grandparents. They were like, okay. I remember having the conversation with, with Adam or with now, being like, listen, this is this is great, but I've got to let you know, like my career is like number one always. So and yeah, and I haven't really got the time for the, the, the children thing. Um, <laughs> and he was like, right, okay, and this is very early on. And then what happened was, um, I was in Thriller in West End at the time. Um, and I was up for, I'm a celebrity and a big brother. I was up for both of them, and I would have loved. Don't get me wrong, Kerry. I would have snatched the hand off Amber's Ledbury, obviously that's the yeah. obvious one you would have gone for. The thing was, I had I'd had the meeting with them, and that was the year when it was um there was talks of Michelle Keegan going in there, and it was very. And I thought I'm I'm probably not going to get cho- chosen. Like I've just got to be. I'm I'm mm. a realist. Let's be real. The meeting went great. Am I going to be chosen? Probably not. Big Brother had an offer for me, and I was like. And I spoke to my agent at the time, and they really didn't want me stupid brother at all. Um, and I said, they were like, but but celebrity might come off. Was, it's not gonna come off. Like, let's be real here, black and yeah, white. Yeah. The meeting was good, but it's not gonna happen. Like, it's not gonna, they're gonna choose someone with a higher profile, da da. The list is endless. So I said to them, Miss, I'm gonna, I'm going I'm going in. Like, I finished, I finished thriller in, in the June, and I'm gonna go in. And they were like, right, okay. However, they got back about two days later after I said to my agent I was going to go in and they said, actually, we're not going to use it for this series. And we were like, right, okay, fine. So then that was off the cards, completely gone. Big Brother had started. Mm-hmm. I just started dating Adam and he got headhunted for a job He does property in Dubai. So he went to move to Dubai and we were like, goodbye. I guess this is the end. Oh. Um, but you know, all the best with your career type thing. We didn't want it to be the end, but we kind of had to be real. I just got a green card for New York. I was like, I'm going to New York. You're going to go to Dubai. I finished thriller on uh, on the Saturday, and it was my birthday the following following week. And I re- he'd sent balloons and things <laughs> telling me he loved me still just, on, on, on my last night. And I was like, oh God, okay, maybe I should maybe I should go and visit Dubai. So I ended up going to Dubai to visit him for the for the month. Lovely. Completely fell head over he- there for uh, for five weeks. Completely fell head over heels in love with him. Um, on the last day that I was meant to come back, um, he took me, dropped me at the airport with his suitcase. And I was like, why have you got a suitcase? He was like, I'm coming back with you. So he left his whole life in Dubai, wow. came back. And this is God's honest truth. I got back to Dubai, uh, I got back <laughs> oh, no. to, I landed the departures. My phone rang as my agent. Where are you? It was like, I've just actually landed back from Dubai. Obviously I've been away for the month. Right, this is on a Thursday. You're going into the into that big brother house on Saturday. And I was like, <gasps> sorry, what? what? What, what's going on? A man has just left his job. <laughs> <laughs> to come back with me, and now I'm going into the oh house. What what is going on? And so I just obviously had the conversation with him, and I said, "Listen, now it's a green light, and I'm I'm going in the house on Saturday. Are you going to be there when I get out?" He was like, "Of course, wow. just go and do it. Go and do it." So, so I went in as a halfway housemate. So I didn't do the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd always wanted to to mainly do it. It, it had nothing to do with profile. Is I'm a huge fan of people that massive. Yeah, always have yeah. been since like the early Davina days, um, and just to get the opportunity, I think as well. It's more of a psychological test really than anything. Yes, yeah, yeah. how how you deal with them scenarios. And I said, you know what? I'm a positive person. I will love it. I'll have a great time, <laughs> and, it'll, and it'll be great. What it did do for me is it just. It gave me the time, again, you've got to remember, I hadn't stopped working properly since I was 16. Mm. It gave me the time to stop. Yeah. And I had nothing to learn, no scripts, no mobile, no contact with my family, um, nothing to think about other than, my life and what had happened what mm-hmm. and I grew so much appreciation for what I'd already done I'd realized wow I really I'm so in love with this man and I would love to to get married I would love to have a family and I all these things just came from being in this house and having the time to actually to stop and just think to stop yeah um, just to stop for a moment and just realize um and again because people say to me how are we getting on with lockdown? Like, I did Big Brother. Like, lockdown's like Big Brother, I'm yeah. fine. But,
0: well, I was gonna say, I mean, yeah. lockdown it has this has had a, a lot of the same effect on people, you know, it's given yeah. especially our industry. I mean, it's forced yeah. us all to stop and spend time have dinner with our families and you know, those things Absolutely. that you just don't have time for. So yeah. wow, well, yeah, you so you're a lockdown <laughs> lockdown genius after Big
1: Brother. Yeah, I've done <laughs> lockdown before Kerry, I'm all right. So yeah, I'm always I'm I'm always thankful for Big Brother for that because I think if I hadn't have stopped, I would have carried on. And I might not be, you know, I might really not be a mother well. today. I might yeah. not be, you know, getting married next year. There's so many things that I wouldn't have. And now I've got this awesome team that we and we can do all these parts of life life together, yeah. which is just brilliant. And I can't believe being younger, I never really wanted that. So I'm just I'm always thankful for that moment.
0: So well, we have we have to talk about your family. I mean, your little girl is just the sweetest thing ever. And I, I mean, being a parent, I know how it changes. It comes in like a. You know, like a complete whirlwind and turns your life upside yeah. down. And, and and especially in a in a business where it's not straightforward. You can't you know, you yeah. you're not doing a nine to five, especially when they start school, it's mental. But how do you manage it? How do you have you, I mean it looks like you've just completely taken it? it's so in your stride and it's been like a breeze and you would, you were just meant to be a, a mother and your little unit is wonderful. And it, how's it been?
1: It's, it's definitely crazy. It's definitely a juggle, but I think I have to start mainly by saying my, my mother is our full-time nanny and she lives with us. And I think that is massive. That is massive. I mean, mm. not, not now at all. And, 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 but when I'm in a full-time show, she still lives in the Northeast. So bless her. She drives down on Monday, stays with us till the Friday And then Adam does all the weekends while I'm away. That's amazing. Um, And I think that without that, as soon as me and Adam decided to, after after the bodyguard, I kind of was feeling so great. And I was like, I've done this role. I feel awesome. I'm in a, a great period in my life. I was 32. And I was like, I'm ready. Like, I'm mm. really ready. I feel secure. Let's let, let's do this. And when I had the conversation with my mom, she was like, whenever you're ready, because I'm an only child for, for my mom as well. So she was like, whenever you're ready, you know I want to be there. I want to be Aww. part of the whole thing. And we're very close. And so basically she stopped hairdressing um, and came and, and, started to, and started to work for us. Um, and so she does a lot. And there's there's no doubt about it. I wouldn't be able to do half of the things yeah. if it wasn't for my mom. That's amazing. Same, you know, the same for Adam, because his career is, like, you know, booming, and he's always very busy. And, and again, how he manages to juggle as well, because um, when I was away, is a perfect example, last year, obviously, we do two shows on a Saturday. Yeah. So he'd kind of come in from work on a Friday from London, drive back from London traffic, because um, I'm not far from you guys. So it was yeah. that kind of hour and 40 drive back, and my mum would get on the A1, and he'd be then full-time daddy until I got back on, on the Sunday.
0: That's so brilliant. So, so brilliant. it was...
1: Um, it, it it is a lot there's, def, there's definitely times it is a lot um and it's do you money, get the mummy do you get the mummy
0: guilt for when you're away
1: yeah totally <laughs> Abs- absolutely absolutely i think i pro- you know hopefully when the industry's back i'll probably start to feel like more more next because she's, st- she's from starting schools we were quite lucky because last year she only started nursery in january just gone and mm. um, she's only just three um, and then lockdown happened so she only had a couple of months at nursery but last year I was able to take her to loads of venues with me with my mum
0: yeah which so is lovely so I would
1: lovely. kind of get lovely digs and stuff and i get like a two bed apartment where my mum could be there as well That's so, so I lovely. came with me a lot a lot of the time last year but I think when school starts and I've got to actually leave the house and she's oh, like mum where are you going I'm I remember
0: it. sobbing dropping Alfie off my eldest to, to, to like school not nursery like when he went into reception school I mean he it took I, first three weeks every time I dropped him off I was sobbing he couldn't care <laughs> Yeah. he was happy as Larry but I was just it was like this separation kind
1: of oh that's it now he's going into school yeah. for it I was like oh yeah, no yeah I'm this. I'm, 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 I'm this." <laughs> I think I'm, you- I'm lucky though the one the one thing I think that I always think I'm, it's such a blessing is when I am leaving her. you know no one wants better than your one mother no, I'm leaving of course. You with my mom. It's perfect. I'm leaving it with My mom, my mom, bless her, because of the routine that we have with Aria, she still she keeps the routine. Yeah. It's not like sometimes when I take her to like you know other grandparents' house and they're up till all night do them. whatever. Yeah, you know, she she sticks to the routine. She gets it. So that when I come home on, on the, the same as Adam, so when I come home on a Sunday, which is usually me being so tired from the drive wherever and voice rest or whatever, the routine's set and it stays the same. So it's a yeah. calm environment, and I think. That's one thing I'm, I'm happy that we do have um that we she have has it, routine, uh, yeah. implemented is routine. It's amazing. Um, just so then there's never kind of what's wrong with her. We always knew what was wrong with them that day because there was a, a routine set. Yeah, and that's helped, Lord. She's a really calm kid. Honestly, Touchwood. People say you're gonna have another one. I'm think I'd, I'd have like a devil child because she's so good. <laughs> like I'm so lucky.
0: <laughs> do you think you will? Maybe.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if I do, I mean, I've just turned thirty-five. So if I do, it'd have to be soon. But um, the next plan is to get married next year. Touch wood, fingers, yes. fingers crossed. Um, and then, who knows? I don't know. I think I, we're, we're so happy with one. Yeah. Um, and because we, we do so much, and she's got so many friends and cousins, and we're always mm-hmm. active. Um, there's never a moment where I kind of look at her and think, well, oh, you really want another one. Yeah. Don't you? She can't, we haven't got to that stage yeah, yet. A lot yeah. of my friends are like, wait till that stage comes <laughs> because you'll know. I'm like, okay, <laughs> so ne- never say never. Never, never, say never say
0: never. Well, talking about being active, I can't not talk to you about... Your fitness and your, you know, you, you're always working out. you you know, you're a really great advocate for healthy living and, and eating well. And, you know, you inspire me definitely on the days when I don't want to do anything. Vice right. versa. You know, I, I check you out and I'm like, okay, so it's all out for a run, let's go, you know. And it's, <laughs> I like that, you know, I like, Kind of being inspired by my peers, I think it's brilliant. And mm-hmm. I mean, I found fitness. I, I think I've always been relatively active. Throughout, I think you have to be in this industry, but yeah. it definitely in the last, you know, few several years, I guess, it's changed me. And I feel like I I need it almost. And it's my yeah. um, it's my time to just have a bit of headspace. It, it keeps yep. my mind healthy, and it really has impacted my life my career my family we're really active as family I mean it, it just talk to talk to me about you you know your relationship with fitness has it I mean does it come from having to look good in the industry or is it is it deep, more deep-rooted than that
1: my, my first um and there's a couple of reasons why but one of my first main reasons is because of my hip I have to Um, I have to be active with my hip. so um, since my hip came out of the sockets and I had my my pins in if my muscle isn't strong around my hip and even sometimes like last week I was up north of the week and I didn't run for a full week at all sometimes I'm limping if I don't run I'm limping it's almost like the muscle drops a little bit and everything feels a bit funny and it's just once that muscle is strong everything I can walk better I'm physically active I mean touch wood has never affected me in, in a job but there are days where sometimes like my hip is really, really bad, and if and if I don't exercise, I feel it more. Yeah. Um. Same as like I did the Great North Run uh, last year, and I remember my family being like, "It's all your hip. Like you're never going to be able to run that length." If anything, I was just like, "Bam, bam, bam," because I'd been training for it. My, the muscle under my hip was so strong, it's so up the yeah. support around it. And I feel like I need it, Kerry, more than more than anything, just to to carry on with with um, with my own injury. Yeah. Um. Secondly some of it I'll be honest some of it is um a lot of people telling me that I wouldn't be able to do this after having a child um (laughs) when I when I got when I got pregnant so many people because I was so fit beforehand were like oh you're getting ready to slow down now oh you you know your body's going to be very different that's the worst thing you're not going to be able to do that and I'm like excuse me Mm. absolutely not having it not having it it's it's a lot of that is like i can do this like absolutely i can, I, I can do this if anything i'm probably stronger than i was pre-pregnancy because yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's more fire inside of me um also i mean i get up and it's just become part of my daily routine it's before yeah. i even do anything really I, I obviously get up with ari and we have breakfast and we do, and we do all that but then straight away as soon as adam's up i'm like okay you're up and now i'm going to go now we've got it in the garage i'm going to go out do a workout in the garage brilliant and it just sets me up for the day Mentally, yeah it does it does. In a positive place I get a bit of time for, for myself to you know this, today i, I on, my, on the treadmill I had my little RuPaul drag race catching up with that That's and I was great. like oh this is great something for me to watch without having to watch some kids programs um
0: do you set yeah, your own routines or do you follow like somebody's uh PT or do or do you make it up different just yeah, different
1: off. stuff. I have to, I run it every day without fail. That's like just my, my normal thing that I do. Um, but then like today, I, there's a guy I follow on YouTube who does boxing. We've got a little boxing bag in, so I did that today. And then some of my dancer friends now who are obviously having to mm. do fitness to kind of survive, yeah. I follow their pages and I do a few of their routines as well just to help them out. You know, I took them a couple of quid by PayPal and helped them. And um, it just I love it. I love it. It makes me feel good. I think I'd be lying if I said, you know, after I gave, I, I put on Free storm with Aria, and, and afterwards, I wanted to get back into some of my lovely dresses.
0: Yeah, of really, course. You know, I
1: have some such beautiful gowns from over the years, and I yeah. was like, I really want to put them back on. I really want, you know, I really want to. And it's it, good. I don't. It's purely. It's purely for me. I know lots, lots of you know friends of mine who can't think of anything worse, but I, I'm. I've never. I love to eat food as well yeah. you know one of my good wishes, foodie I'm, I'm, yeah I'm a, I'm a big foodie and you know it's kind of I like to train and then I eat at night <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: good it's all about balance I think you know balance. a little bit of balance so uh, it, have you a couple of little things before I let you go because I could talk to you for hours obviously um but have you had a moment that's just it's like suppressed everything else a real highlight obviously you're you know having having your little girl it, it is, yeah. is in there but is there something that's just off the charts that stands out the most
1: oh wow um I think looking I mean I've got a really bad memory which is awful I'm known <laughs> for it. it's really really bad but my mama often tells me things and reminds me of things that I've done or been a part of and things like you know what i have at moments over the oh, years and yeah. being able to do my own arena tour i did two two arena tours back in the day um then that kind of 10 years of my pop idol career was just was just incredible incredible there wasn't a low point about it at all um i had you know lived in some wonderful places in chelsea back in the yeah. day and it was just I'd, i lived a wonderful pop star life and, and, and it was it, it was lovely um i think you know theater wise even just like my my West End debut in priscilla was just so much fun nice um it, i felt like i'd been knocking on doors for theater for about six years and yeah. no one was letting me in because i was i kind of joined theater when people were like reality tv is awful get away yeah, um, yeah. and so yeah. i was kind of like no really i can sing i can do it all like i'm here <laughs> let me in um so i feel like that moment was, was brilliant for me and then i think Bodyguard felt like a real full circle because Mike Dixon was a musical supervisor on Oh, I pop love idol, Mike Dixon. And he did bodyguard bodyguard. Yeah. So when I walked in for bodyguard, he was sat there and I was, and I hadn't seen him since Pop Idol. I hadn't seen him in nearly, you know, 15 years.
0: Yeah.
1: And and, and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm a supervisor on Bodyguard. And he he every week was the guy who played piano on Pop Idol with the band. So to see him as an adult and singing Whitney back then. And he was like, yeah. you've come a full circle, haven't you? This and I was like, oh! and it was just, yeah. it just them, them moments were, um, were wonderful. And, yeah. the, you know, moments that I'm always thankful for that. People will give Those me people, the opportunity yeah. to, to Absolutely. do it. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And I guess the other, you know, the under, other side of it is, have you ever had a really like dark time, a lowest point in, in your career that's, that's changed you?
1: Um, I, I, Kerry I haven't yet I haven't I haven't yet um well that's good <laughs> every every job you know I've enjoyed or um there has there definitely were moments in bodyguard that were that were hard mm. um just just down to cast situations yes that's very political that were hard um but <laughs> I, all, I always overcome them. And again, whenever I was upset, I'm very lucky, you know, my mum and dad straight away were in the car mm. and like they turned up, they were just, I remember before my first show in, in Bradford, at in the Alhambra, I was in my dressing room and I was like, oh, this is a horrendous day. And then all of a sudden, like they just walked in my dressing room and my, my dad was there and I was like, oh, and just have, I always have a very good support And Having that support, it's, it's a game changer. Everything.
0: It does, yeah. it really does. Now, I couldn't let Zoe go without asking her one final question that I ask all of my guests. If you could look back to your 20-year-old self and give yourself a piece of advice that you would give or you've been given, what would it be of how to keep calm and carry on?
1: Ah, lovely. Ah, I see what I did there. Yeah. Ah, face myself. I mean, I guess, and, and I say it now as well, during lockdown, because there has been some, some days where I'm like, oh, are we mm. ever going to get back there? You mm. know, is, is this the end? And I think just to um, never stop learning. Never stop learning. Yes. No, matter, no matter no matter what it is, I am by no means at all will I ever feel at any point that I'm the best. Like, I never go, I'm the best at this and no one else. There's always someone who can do it better, can do it mm-hmm. different, can put their own spin on. So never, never, ever stop learning. So I'd probably say to myself, it'll be a long old ride because it is and it has and there's there's lots of things that I still haven't done that I'm still trying to do and still no one you know are giving me opportunities but keep going I'd like to think at some point something will give um but just 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 keep going because nothing I I learned very quickly on um during Pop Idol that I was never going to have it easy I've never if people look at it kind of my life and they're like oh if anyone ever tells me I'm lucky, I snap at them. I, yeah. I find it so offensive. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's different. But for me, if someone says to me, haven't you been lucky? No, I bloody have not. No. I've literally it's had worked. to work so hard and, and still to this day, banging on doors, giving me a shot. I can do it. I can learn quickly, whatever you want. I can yeah. adapt. Like, I'm here. Like, g- 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 give me the chance. G- and that has been since I've been 16 forever. Yeah. Um, so probably just tell myself it's gonna be a long old road girl oh. but
0: you know keep your heels on keep oh. your smile on you'll be all right you're amazing and i mean again we've run out of time but i could have talked about your school you do lots of um you teach lots of young people i do you're doing more live streams I love you're doing it. lots of recording i mean you're just a dream and a gorgeous gorgeous woman and i'm so grateful you. you came on today thank you so much and i can't wait to see you next you're welcome. <laughs> Well, that is it for another episode. Thank you so much, Zoe. What a joy you've been and how much fun it was to have you on today talking to you. And also thank you to lovely Martin, my producer. And of course, thank you at home for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you next week with another brilliant guest. Bye-bye.